Welcome to the Joyful Attorney Podcast, where licensed attorney and certified life coach Laura Kelly teaches you how to bring joy, harmony, and balance to your practice and your life. Hello, colleagues, whenever or wherever you are, welcome to the Joyful Attorney Podcast. I'm your host, professional certified coach and practicing attorney, Laura Kelly. And friends, I want to welcome you to Rovember. Now, it is Wednesday, November 9th, 2022, when I'm recording this podcast, a little later than usual because I wanted to see the election results before making this podcast. And I apologize, I did say last week that we would be talking about tips to cultivate abundance in our lives rather than scarcity. But I actually think that's really the theme of this podcast today. Because historically, and I mean historically, the party of the president in power loses tremendously in midterm elections. See, Americans in particular want instant gratification. If you can't turn everything around in two years, then we got to get rid of the party in power. But that seems to not have happened here at all, in fact. And while it wasn't the election result that I wanted or would have loved to have, it is actually a really great result with a lot of great lessons for both the Republican Party and the Democratic Party. Now, let me say this. If you're thinking, Laura, I'm so sick of politics. Can we please just get to the tips? Listen, I don't think I'm the person for you. And by all means, feel free to turn off the podcast. But I became a coach because I saw how my immigration attorney colleagues and female attorneys in general were losing their minds, quite literally, in October of 2020 before the 2020 presidential elections. My coaching is political, and it is political because the political is personal. These elections don't just impact economic policy. As we've seen in the Dobbs decision, it impacts our bodily autonomy, our fundamental rights. There is nothing more important than the political process in this country and lives hang in the balance. And so I will always speak my mind. I will always talk about politics. And to that end, I want to tell you that the day after Election Day in 2016 was the absolute worst day of my life. I cried nonstop the entire day. I had to leave work and come home. I was devastated. And I was devastated because I played it out to the end. I knew exactly what would happen to the Supreme Court. And I knew exactly what would happen to Roe v. Wade. And I have to say, I hate that that had to happen. I hate that because I know that women have died and will die due to lack of abortion health care access. I hate that our rights are no longer enshrined in the Constitution. But I have to say there's something, and this is this abundant mindset and mentality that we must cultivate in our lives, is that... This year's midterm elections had unprecedented billions of dollars, or sorry, millions of dollars pumped into it 
by billionaires, all right? They estimate that billionaires spent $880 million on the midterm elections. And let me tell you, billionaires weren't pumping all that money into Democratic candidates. They were pumping that money into Republican candidates. And by all means, please feel free to research it and see the Political Action Committee contributions. And despite inflation, despite high gas prices, despite millions and millions of dollars being pumped into the political process as a result of the Citizens United decision, we held pretty firm given the realities of what happens in midterm elections. It looks right, like right now we are going to hold the Senate. Uh, we may lose the House, but we have flipped seats in governor's races. And the fact of the matter is this means that old ways of thinking will not stand. And the Republican Party needs to take a long, hard look at itself. Perhaps mirror itself after the Tories in the United Kingdom. This political process demonstrates that while money may do a lot in some races, it's not the end-all be-all. And our fundamental rights matter and people are motivated to vote for their freedom. Now, I have to say this too. We have to figure out a way to reduce the divisiveness in our country. And I want to say that the people who vote differently than me are not my enemies. And I have to work harder at not othering people who have different values and priorities for me. But my real concern is how low education and low information voters are manipulated by political rhetoric. I know that people want power. I know they want to be in these high level positions and they will say anything to get there. But the fact of the matter is that the president did not create inflation. And it's a worldwide global phenomenon as the result of the worldwide global pandemic and Russia's aggression and war in Ukraine. Now, I know there are people who think we should be able to stop inflation. We can't. Um, although I have to say, the Democrats tried quite hard to get, you know, corporate windfall profits um, uh, taxed. And that is something that the Republicans were against. And I want you to also look at the fact that, you know, when we talk about record inflation, we also have to talk about uh, record corporate profits. So ask yourself why a company who is receiving record profits is increasing their prices. That's taking advantage. That's not a result of a natural inflation. That is corporate greed. And it's that same corporate greed that is pumping millions of dollars into our elections. And as far as the war on Ukraine, I'm willing to trade high gas prices for the freedom of the Ukrainian people and stopping Putin from his aggression. Because I can tell you one thing, appeasement as a strategy does not work. And we can look at what happened in World War II about that. And the fact of the matter is, is that Russia would not stop at Ukraine in order to supposedly restore um, the old Soviet Union of his, you know, young adulthood. 
So all I'm saying, friends, is that there's a lot to be grateful for. Yes, my heart is absolutely broken that my state of Florida uh, re-elected Ron DeSanctimonious. Thanks, Trump, for that one. And I really wanted to see Val Demings, who was an amazing leader, be our senator. And unfortunately, we have a lot of low-information voters in Florida. I My heart is broken about Beto O'Rourke in Texas. I'm from Texas, and I... Um, I'm a Ann Richards Democrat from Texas, and I see that spirit in Beto O'Rourke, and it's heartbreaking. And the same for Stacey Abrams, who is one of my personal heroes. So yeah, I'm not going to act like this was the exact result I wanted. Um, if we could have gotten, and, and the election results have, have not been finalized yet, um, if we had gotten two Senate seats in the Senate, obviously, two more. And if we were able to hold the House, we would have been able to codify Roe and pass an assault weapons ban in this country, just like we had in the early 90s before it expired. And that could have saved so many lives and at least offered women in this country protection for our fundamental reproductive rights. And it doesn't look like that's going to happen. But we've held a line And I think we have to make really important strides in the next two years. And we can't lose hope. We cannot lose hope. And I know for many of my listeners, the political is also personal. And I want you to know that we have each other's backs. And that is the abundant mindset. That is the abundant mentality. We can make changes. We do not have to go back to the you know, 1970s, and we won't go back. And I hope that the leadership in both parties is taking, are taking a really hard look at this to see that putting candidates like Herschel Walker and Dr. Oz and Carrie Lake, it's not going to work. Even low information voters don't want, well, I guess those are the people who voted for them. So I shouldn't say that low information voters will vote for people like that. But overall, people will not. So you can see something like um, in Georgia, where Brian Kemp wins the governor's race, but Raphael Warnock wins the Senate. Why? Because Herschel Walker is a terrible candidate. Same thing with Dr. Oz. So we the Republican Party needs to take a good, hard look at itself. And the Democratic Party, uh, I know, we don't have a good marketing strategy. We don't have a good branding strategy. This is really frustrating. But the fact of the matter is our values are not easy, quick sound bites. And that's, that's just the reality. I do not want our party to be in the position of creating rhetoric that is false, misleading, or fear-mongering, fear-based. I'm not into fear-based motivation. But let's show them what we can do as a party in the next two years. We have to show people what we can do. And I'm willing to do the work. I feel great. I feel abundant. And I'm happy. And that will get me through the next two years, despite what the, in, the final counts are going to be in this um, election. So that's my, that's me today. I am so grateful for this platform. I'm so grateful for all the listeners here. And we're going to talk about uh, 
steps to cultivate abundance next week. But in the meantime, I just want you to, um, you know, have some ease and grace with yourself and really embrace the fact that um, actually what has happened this election is historic because we did not uh, lose heavily as every single president has in the last, you know, three decades in a midterm election. So (laughs) there's a lot to be grateful for and happy for. And I, I wish you peace with that. And as always, until next time, stay joyful. Learn more about how you can work with Laura Kelly by going to thejoyfulattorney.com. Thank you for listening.